I'm Lindsay Maloney, and this is the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I built a six-figure coaching business while raising my three babies and working a nine-to-five, and I'm here to help you break free from the hustle mentality that's been holding you back from reaching your full potential so you can know your worth, step into your own power, and of course, book your dream clients. Welcome back to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. Today we're talking about YouTube with Trina Little. Trina is a YouTube strategist and I know you're going to want to start your channel if you haven't already or go find out how to grow it with her. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Trina, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm so excited you're with us today. Yeah, thank you so much for asking me. I love what you do, and I would love for you to tell everyone else about what you do and who you serve. Yeah, so I am a YouTube strategist, and we chatted a little bit before. Um, I am one of the, I'm not the only female YouTube strategist. I know the other female YouTube strategists out there, but it really seems like a lot of men get kind of the glory as a YouTube strategist. Um, so what I really did when I came out into the space is I really just wanted to help women feel more comfortable with video. I know it's not the norm to get on video. So I know I'm out of the norm for people. Uh, so I just wanted to make video comfortable. Uh, I have a master's degree in business. And so when I started to see YouTube, I didn't even dig into YouTube until like, 2014. And when I started seeing what people were doing there and the community that was being cultivated on people's YouTube channels um, and the kind of the communities I got sucked into, because I started watching certain channels and I just got sucked into them and I was ready to buy whatever that channel was going to sell me. Um, I really saw the power that it had in business. And so I, I wanted to figure out everything about it. Um, and so I really serve more or less service-based business owners who are kind of like at their wits end with time. They have, they already have clients and they're wanting to find that elusive passive income or set up some kind of product that they could sell so that they can scale their business without spending all their time with client work. Um, and so that's really what I kind of dug into when I uh, teach YouTube to my clients and students. That's amazing. I love that. I cannot wait to dig in. So when you first started talking and I wrote this down right away, you women have, I think they do struggle with getting comfortable on camera. Mm -hmm. And I think that so many entrepreneurs know that YouTube is very great for exposure and, you know, just all the things, but the thought of getting on camera and talking and showing their expertise is very scary. Did you experience that when you got started? Uh, so I actually elected to uh, an extra speaking class in high school because I realized it wasn't that I was necessarily nervous to speak in front of people, but what I did when I got in front of a camera is I went too over the top. And so when I watch my old videos, I'm like, whoa, cringy. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I can't believe that is how you talk to the camera. Um, but I went over the top and I mean, it's not like that I love my videos and I think I'm great on video. I do them and I'm 
finally at a point where I can shoot them and I send them to my video editor and I'm done with them, but I hated watching them back to edit. And so even though it seems like I'm comfortable on camera and I am to a point, I mm -hmm. do hate watching myself back. And I feel that that's something we could all resonate with. Mm -hmm. uh, but the problem is, is it's because we have this perceived idea of what we look and sound like in our own mind. So when we see the truth, it's not that it's a bad truth. It's just, it doesn't connect with what we thought in our heads. And this is actually a psychological um, study. I did, I was, I read an article on this years ago that really made sense, but that's where that fear and that scared factor comes in is that we believe we look and sound one way and when we mm -hmm. see the real way, it doesn't match up. And it's not that it's a, it's terrible. It's just, it's that misconnection. Completely agree. And I love that you kind of gave us the other um, side of it where you feel like you went over the top, which I'm sure you didn't, but <laughs> I think there's, I think there's just about, there's a balance in there and there's, everyone has their thing. And then we get to the point of, okay, I'm going to do a video. And then we start watching videos like from you or from other people on YouTube who are do, like, for me, I have a, I'm a coach and I have a lot of um, coaches who listen to this. And if they go find somebody on YouTube there, then they jump into the comparison game. Then they're thinking, mm. well, I don't have an office like that. And I don't have a camera like that. And then they, they just think of all the things that they don't have. Mm -hmm. And I think that is another thing that holds them back. Do you agree? Definitely. And I have an amazing case study for everyone who thinks that uh, because awesome. it was my own case study. We, uh, we had decided to build a house. Oh my goodness. Uh, three years ago. Um, and we, it didn't get started on time and we ended up selling our house in three days, which we never anticipated. Mm. And so at eight months pregnant with no home, <laughs> we <laughs> had to move into this tiny little apartment and it was like two bedrooms. The master bedroom, if you would call it that just basically had a toilet as the bathroom, but there was nowhere for me to film my content. And so all I had was a small, tiny spot in the master bedroom against this nasty, ugly yellow wall. And that's the only place that I could film everywhere else was to the brim. We had a two year old and a newborn. So there's lots of stuff in this tiny apartment. Mm -hmm. That's all I could film in. And not only did my YouTube channel grow by 300% that year in front of mm -hmm. that nasty, ugly yellow wall, mm -hmm. but the leads and the revenue that I generated from YouTube also increased by over 300% as well. So it was almost a match. So the channel grew just about as much as my revenue um, in my business in front of an ugly yellow <laughs> wall. Wow. That's really interesting. And I think it, it is inspirational for people who maybe are thinking, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to mm -hmm. get a webcam and I'm just going to film a video. Okay. I think the important thing is to get started, but what about strategy? I know you're all about strategy. Right. And for me, when I hear that word, I'm like, Oh, I just want to, I just want to do it. I don't want to have a strategy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so talk to the person, talk to me and tell me what kind of strategy do we need to have behind not, you know, just having a camera and something to say, what else do we need to have in place? Well, lucky for you, I've recently changed uh, my idea or my process in teaching new people to YouTube, especially if you just want to get started on YouTube. I actually tell you for the first four to probably eight videos, 
don't even think about strategy. Mm. Do exactly what you said you wanted to do. Uh Just create a video, any kind of video. In fact, you could create any kind of topic that you want as well. I want you to take your first couple of weeks on YouTube, say four to eight weeks to test what kind of videos you like to do, what Mm -hmm. kind of topics you like to talk about, and then get the feedback, the analytics from YouTube to actually see what's working for you on YouTube instead of going all in and trying to push against the grain on something that might not work. You can actually see once you put some of these videos up, what actually works. And it's going to save you such a massive amount of time and such a headache wondering why isn't this, why is this not working? And you can use that time to just kind of play around with YouTube and not really worry about a strategy. But then once you get some information back from YouTube and you can see, okay, YouTube's sending people to my channel for X, Y, Z. I should, if you want to drive more organic free leads to your content, I would double down on the topics or the keywords that people are coming to your channel for so that YouTube knows to recommend you for more of those topics. And that's kind of diving into the hardcore strategy side of YouTube. But really, if you're just getting started on YouTube, feel free to do whatever you want. You have my stamp of approval to just play on YouTube for the first couple of weeks. That does make sense. It's, it's kind of the situation where we, we're not going to know what works until we actually put something out there, right? Instead of just staying hidden and, and thinking, uh, right. just, just doing it and getting the data. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do that for a few weeks and you figure out what's working. And then, then you start probably building confidence because you know something is that you're you're getting some hits on there. Mm -hmm. And so what's, I I have my podcast episodes on YouTube, which I know is like a huge no-no to all (laughs) the YouTube people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Only if, I mean, it's not a huge no-no. It's only if you want to use your YouTube channel to attract more Mm -hmm. people to it. So, I mean, you can use it as a hosting site, but yeah, it's not going to help you necessarily drive organic leads to your page. Totally. I listen to a lot of podcasts on YouTube while I'm working. And mm-hmm. I know that that's not a huge thing. And I even have asked my audience and they're like, I don't do that, but I do. So I just decided to put them on there. <laughs> but I think that it's kind of important. Just I, I wouldn't know what works for me if I don't do it. So I just like to put stuff out there. And it was kind of like getting my feet wet. But y- years ago, when I first started my business, I recorded YouTube videos and I deleted them a few years ago because I'm like, these are terrible. Just like, you know, probably all of us have done, but it's important just to get out there. And I think by being on video, um, I think we're a lot more warmed up now because we're doing like Instagram stories and we're showing our face and our voice that has helped immensely. But you, when you think about it, you know, five years ago, the thought of putting a video online was like so scary because there's mm-hmm. no other place. We didn't have even have a Facebook where we could do Facebook stories, nothing. And so that was like such a pioneering thing. And now it's a little bit easier. So getting your feet wet, going on Instagram stories, and then maybe, you know, jumping onto YouTube mm-hmm. is going to be beneficial for you, especially for the coaches out there. Tell me why they should have a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So the biggest reason that it's kind of hard to argue against is 
It's the second largest search engine in the world, and it's owned by Google, which is the first search engine in the world. Um, and it's really going to allow you to reach more people organically without having to pay to play. YouTube's absolutely free. Um, I have multiple videos and uh, blog posts that rank on the first page of Google as well for certain keywords for me. And so it kind of allows you to take your reach to a new level, but being on video, it also allows you to make that connection a lot quicker. And so for you as coaches, you probably spend some time on discovery calls, seeing if you're a right fit for them, if they're a right fit for you, vice versa. But what happens with YouTube is people get to watch you they get to know you. They get to feel like, okay, we have this kind of relationship. And so you really cut to the chase when it comes to converting because most of the time people that are coming to you have watched you on YouTube if you have a channel and they're like, done, I'm in, I want to work with you. Tell me how I can work with you. Mm -hmm. What ends up happening is I got to the point where I had to decide if they were a right fit for me, like if they were the perfect client or not for me to work with uh, because if pe most people came to me and said like, okay, I'm in tell me where to sign up. Um, mm -hmm. I've just binged 10 of your videos. It's actually a funny story. Um, it was last winter. We were all sick with the flu, like laying in the bathroom, sick with the flu. And mm -hmm. I had somebody message me on a Friday and said, I just watched 10 of your videos and I want to know how to work with you. Like that was literally the email and mm -hmm. I had mustered up enough energy. I don't even know why, but I, we have everything set up already, like an automated system. I kicked mm -hmm. off that automated system. Um, and by Sunday she had signed that contract and paid her down payment all while I was on the bathroom floor without <laughs> even having to talk to her because she already knew she was bought in. Um, and then she had obviously had that questionnaire form, uh, form to fill out for me to decide, you know, where we we're at. She had already had a YouTube channel. So that definitely helped me decide um, mm -hmm. whether or not to work with her. But that's really the power that YouTube can have for you. And especially as coaches to kind of cut out that extra time to find the right people to work with. I think about my patterns and I completely agree with you when I'm looking for somebody to work with, you know, when you're taking that next level step in your business and you search for them everywhere on all the platforms that you may not even know they're on. And then once you find that they're on some YouTube videos, whether they have their own channel or they're on someone else's, it's like, like you said, it's that, it's that big factor where, okay, and I feel connected with them because I can see them and I can hear them. It's not what's on their sales page. It's, hearing them and seeing them and just seeing them with other people it's just to see if your vibes match up. I think that's so important. And sometimes we hide on our websites and we think that you know, once we have our website set up, then we're good to go. But we have to have some, some type of content medium. And I think video is kind of here to stay, obviously. <laughs> so what do you recommend somebody do now if they're feeling inspired? They don't even have a YouTube account, but they, they know they should so they can get those clients. Mm -hmm. What is their next step? Yeah. So I actually, um, I broke this down into an entire process for me. I was creating YouTube videos and trying to run all my other social media platforms because we're told we need to be on everything. Mm -hmm. And I was very quickly burning out and I, I, I just started dropping platforms and just focusing on YouTube. But then I realized, holy cow, I am creating a video 
And it's the most powerful content for any of these platforms because we know Instagram loves video. We know Facebook loves video. Mm -hmm. And so what I started doing is looking at my content completely different and using YouTube as kind of like the hub of my content where a lot of people kind of just use YouTube as a dumping ground. Mm -hmm. But if you look at your core strong piece of content that you may create weekly or biweekly as a YouTube video, you can now take that YouTube video and use it on Facebook and upload it natively to Facebook. You can now take that YouTube video and upload it natively to Instagram stories. You can use clips or even Instagram TV now because you can upload these um, larger videos. But what's key here as business owners is we aren't in the business of building social platforms. So we don't need to worry about, oh, we have a new YouTube video. Let's send people there. We want people to see us and get to know us. So let's use that video content we put time in and maximize our reach with that video and put it on Facebook and put it on Instagram to save us time creating content. And so I really think it's important that if you are going to get started, get started with that mindset first that I'm going to create a YouTube video as my content for that week. So like Monday is your YouTube video. Tuesday, you send that video to your newsletter talking about why it's important or sharing a story about why that video is important. Wednesday, maybe you post it to your Facebook page. Thursday, you post it to Instagram TV. And so now you have this weekly content that's saving you time instead of thinking about, oh, I need to start another platform from scratch. Mm-hmm. I like that idea of using YouTube as like the, the house of your, mm-hmm. of your work, because it is a lot of, it is a lot of work to, um, to make a video and, and then using all the other platforms, like to share it. It's like little friends and they're like blabbing it to other people who are on all these other places. That's my visual that I have in my head. I love that. And I love, I love how you can put your YouTube videos on Instagram TV now. Like that's so nice because mm-hmm. they definitely, they definitely favor that. Um, so you can tell what platform, what the platforms want. If you feel like you don't know, well, just look at your information. If you look at your insights on Instagram, for example, if you put something out there, they love the IGTV videos. They love, it's, it's going to go a lot better than your stock photo that you just posted on Monday. You're going to get so many more people on there. So we kind of have to go where the market, where the, where the free platforms are wanting us to go. I mean, we got to think about it. They are free platforms, so we got to play their way too. Um, so I like, I like that strategy and it feels better to me. Do you recommend posting once a week, a video to YouTube, or is it more important to just be consistent? Be consistent. So even if it's once every other week, um, ideally I would like to see once a week, if you really want to start seeing growth on YouTube Mm -hmm. and by growth, I don't mean growing a YouTube channel, which does happen. Um, but I want you to grow in the amount of people you're reaching to help you drive more leads into your business. So as a YouTube strategist, my goal on the side is to grow my YouTube channel. So I look more legit. So when somebody says, Oh, Mm -hmm. why should I trust you when you only have X amount of subscribers that that's not the necessary goal of mine, but, um, I want you to be consistent so that you can keep reaching people and showing them your value and building that know, like, and trust with them. If they can trust you to show up maybe every single week because they're coming for you to learn about something, um, that's really going to help you convert them better if you can show up consistently Mm -hmm. on YouTube. 
I agree. So can I just ask you a question? It's not personal, but it's a business personal question. Yeah, how sure. Far, how often do you create videos? Do you create them a, a bunch of them at one time or what's your strategy like for creation? Yeah. Especially so, you got two little ones. So t- tell us about that. Yeah. So my <laughs> workflow is critical for me. Uh, I have two days empty here at the house and then um, they go to their they're uh, my in-laws and then my mom's here two days. So if you do hear kids in the background, my mom does not keep them quiet. But uh, <laughs> so the two days that they are here, I don't really do anything on video. And so the two days that they aren't, I really have to maximize what I'm going to do. And so I will plan, script, and shoot my videos in one day. Um, I will shoot all four of them. In fact, yesterday I just shot all of next month's content um, and – you know what, two more weeks before the next month. Uh, but I already shot all of that content. And so that allows me to go ahead, get that off my plate, send that to my video editor at this time. But when I didn't have a video editor, I would do it all in chunks. So I would sit down, research and script my videos in a batch of time. And then I tend to always film the first, um, the first Tuesday of the month. So mm-hmm. then that first Tuesday of the month is the day that I've actually looked presentable uh, for video. <laughs> and so I will shoot those four to six videos that I planned out. And then when I was doing it all by myself, I generally had like a batch editing day as well, because if I'm already in that zone of editing, yeah. I can usually get going quicker and just copy and pasting things. And so I will shoot an entire month's worth of video content, um, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all in at this point, about four hours a month. That's amazing. I feel like it would take me four hours just to do an intro. (laughs) (laughs) The key is not turning the camera on until you're prepared. So having everything either written or knowing exactly what you're going to say on that video, then filming is the easy part. And as long as you have a plan, filming is going to take you a lot quicker. And then editing is really going to be a lot quicker when you have a game plan Mm -hmm. when you record. Amazing. I have one more question before we let you go. Is YouTube, if you start now, you're not going to see like these crazy results like people might have seen five or so years ago. Is this like a slow boil, like kind of how Pinterest is? Just trust the process. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest problems that I have is that people can get on, well, even Instagram now is hard to grow. Like it's hard to grow on any platform right now, but even like a year ago, people could jump on Instagram and like grow their Instagram Mm -hmm. account overnight. Uh, But yeah, YouTube is a slow grow. It's more of um, an evergreen kind of strategy because once you put these videos up there, they are there to, Mm -hmm. you know, take off maybe in three to four months or just to sit there to build your audience for them to come to you if they have a question. I had um, a channel that I worked with. She had one video sit that did average for her for about three months. And then it just took off. She went from about 3,500 views on that video to jumping up to 355,000 views in that video in a 90 day period. And so trust the system, do what you can to play nice and follow the rules on YouTube, but also utilize it properly in your business. Mm -hmm. Um, Just making sure you have that balance of 
keeping people on YouTube versus keeping people, sending people to your opt-in or getting them on your list. But yes, trust the process. It may seem slow, but I have um, students that don't even have a thousand subscribers and are getting clients, are getting people into their funnel with less than a thousand subscribers. Amazing. Trina, tell us how we can find your YouTube channel and all of your other platforms so we can find out more about what you do. Absolutely. So I set everything up to be redirected through my website so I can say it's super easy. So you can see my YouTube channel at trinalittle.com forward slash YouTube. You can check out Instagram at trinalittle.com forward slash Instagram. And Instagram is where I really like to kind of show you behind the scenes. Usually when I film my batch days, which are once a month, I generally Instagram story it and say, all right, today is a filming day. I'm doing my makeup. Then I show how I set up all my equipment. And then I usually keep everybody updated. Like here's my goal. My goal is to shoot six videos. Let's see if we can get this done before noon. Um, because I do have a room that has a window and after about 12 <laughs> o'clock the sun hits it. So it messes up my lighting. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to watch that, um, and see behind the scenes of how I actually do video, Instagram is a great place to check me out. Awesome. I love all of this information. I think it's going to inspire so many people to go ahead and just get started and then they can use you as a guide to help them because you have so many resources and of course, tons of videos to help. So thank you so much for being here with us, Trina. It was so awesome to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I am so grateful for you. and I want to be sure you are a part of my free community. Go to dreamclientcommunity.com and join our free Facebook group. We have all kinds of cool things happening every single day, so don't miss out. Also, if you love downloading freebies, check out my freebie vault on my website by going to lindsaymaloney.com, selecting freebie vault, and there you can download all the things that will help you start and scale your coaching business. And if you're feeling extra generous, be sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss the next episode. 